the Block Party of Minecraft podcast, episode 132. We're your hosts, Bearded Sloth. And Little C. Get all our info at theblockpartymc.com. Now let's get the Block Party started. Hey, Little C, it's a Friday night and we're live again. Recording live in front of a not live studio audience. Studio I mean, they are, through the monitors. They're alive. They're just not. They are alive. Here I with hope us. they are. That would be bad if we uh, made them unalive during the podcast. Are we that boring? I hope not. We rely on the listeners to give us stuff to talk about, though. Because we don't want to do work. So. It's not that, well, little C. I used to come yes, up with a topic every week and all that. And then you got lazy, and now we have comments of the week. I <laughs> enjoy hearing what <laughs> yeah, the I, listeners want to talk about. If you guys want to get your comments in, you can email us or join our Discord, and there's some channels there. Yeah. I might revamp the Discord again because... I feel like it, making it better. Sounds awesome. Can always improve things. The email is contact at theblockpartymc.com and the Discord down in the description, however you're listening. Look for it in the description. There's an invite right there. I forget what platform I was on, some social media platform, and the description was above it, was above like okay, the then content. Up there. But I don't think that's anywhere that you guys will be listening to. It was some weird like, it was an LTT page thing. If all else it fails, go to theblockpartymc.com. Whoa, that solves it. It it's solves so everything. Simple. It really is that easy. Let's get on with the listener comments this week. And this is, okay, so all the comments this week, it, it's... It's just a conversation that happened on our Discord server. It really is. And it's in reference to last week's show and a comment that you made on the show, Little C... I started a landslide here of people talking in the wrong channel. Yeah, no, it's fine. You then, guys, this then is they good. had to debate and whatever. And it, since it relates to Minecraft and it relates to last week's show, we're going to go ahead and read them all. First one came from Wire Guy. He got it going here. As far as programming languages go, C++ is actually older than Java. He also has another comment here too but we'll get back to the next comment on there okay irl nickname replies to wire guy here i thought c came before java but the plus plus was a revision after java then wire guy came back with google knows all c plus plus and he had some screenshots and stuff c plus plus 1979 java may 1995 and yes that's how i imagine wire guy replying I just imagine the, well, actually, meme. Yeah, and something like that. IRL responds with, I stand corrected. I found other answers, but they still have C++ before Java. Yeah, I didn't really realize that it, I just, I don't know if, like, C++ is more efficient or if, because I hear Java being called old a lot, and I, think... I don't think it's old in the way of actual age. I think it's old in... Like the processing of it. I think like it's who's of it. using it. The users of who's more prevalent in Java. Well, those guys are old now, but C++ is still be being used by the youngins. Does that make sense? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm we, sure. We don't know. Anything. I don't know that much about coding language, but I'm glad they called you out, Little C, because yeah. you were wrong. Yeah. But that's okay. It doesn't matter, really. Coding hurts my older. brain. And in case you're totally unaware of what we're talking about, Bedrock is coded Minecraft Bedrock Edition, which is your consoles and your phones and Windows 10 edition. That's all coded in C++. That other one, Minecraft Java Edition, is named figure. after, what do you think? Java. Java Whoa. coding. So there you go. All right, well, thanks for having that debate that we can talk about here. Is there anything you want to talk about C++ or Java? I don't know that much about it. I don't know much about either. What is Minecraft resource packs, like on Bedrock Edition add-ons and texture packs? Is that, that's JSON, right? Yeah, most of the stuff's JSON files, and it's a mixture of all of it, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's very convoluted. And just a whole mixture of it. And that's what I had to learn. I don't know what I'm doing when I'm coding a pack as far as what 
code language. I never took the time to learn a language necessarily. I know people talk about Python and all these different ways of doing it. I just know how to make the, the things I want to do. I know how to make them work. Yeah, I don't know coding, but I know how to make things do things in code. There you like go. Texture packs and stuff. All right, going back to Wire Guy in his other comment here, he says, and this is also a reference of last week, Little C. So, guys, go listen to last week's show. There's a lot of stuff going on. I guess so. A lot Ross, of controversy. Some, yeah, I guess last week we should just retitle it the controversial episode. <laughs> Apparently. So, we mentioned that we made a top 10 list last week of Minecraft podcasts. Of Minecraft podcasts. And we were actually the top three. And the one that beat us out, you were actually giving really good reviews about and told everybody to go listen. So Wire Guy said, what I'm hearing is don't listen to the block party and listen to Dig Straight Down. Got it. Actually, I think I said just, you know, listen to all of them because they're all, all the top three are all good. Yeah, so I agree take with that. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have sure. no idea what I actually said. But that's funny. But yeah, it, no. You, we don't want you to necessarily so listen stop here. listening to the Still block party. to us. Yeah, and we appreciate but all if, you listeners. we're not enough, if you need more Minecraft podcasting, let's say you're like Bearded Sloth and you drive a semi for 10 hours a day, an hour episode a week, plus a five-minute Holy Bookworms Noob Corner episode, probably not enough unless you listen to it at 0.000001 speed, which... That would be sloth mode. So it's good to have other ones. And they all we all have different opinions on the different shows, right. and it's good to get so, different perspectives yeah, of Minecrafters. And, and Dig Straight Down is a very good show. They did just beat us out. We're coming for you, Dig Straight Down. In a nice way. We're going to absolutely beat Friendly you out. competition. Yep. Although their name, Dig Straight Down, I think that's controversial. What is the number one rule of Minecraft? Never. Dig straight down. That's right. Whoa. I dig straight down all the time, but it's a two by one. Oh, yeah. That's fair. There you go. And in case you don't know what I'm talking about, stand right in the middle of both blocks, and you'll always be standing on one as you dig it down. So in case you come into a hole or lava or something like that, you won't fall in. Unless you have attention problems and have a second monitor that has a YouTube video while you're digging straight down, and then you end up falling in a cave anyways. This definitely hasn't happened to me before. Yeah, I've definitely had that happen too, because I very often am I playing Minecraft and watching Netflix or something. So totally get you there. So that's all for the comments. That is all. They just wanted to talk about controversy. You guys were just talking about last week's episode. You it, didn't bring anything new to the table. And that's okay. But I want to hear what y'all been up to. What are you guys doing this week, every week in Minecraft? And don't worry, if you left a comment last week or this week, you can leave another one the following week. I'll read it. A lot of times we'll even have people who tell us like, some stuff every week a little bit of what happens in like the realm and stuff and that is so cool to see because we talk about jericho but that's just our server we don't get to see what's happening in other people's worlds and servers yeah and i love hearing about the progression of things like that i think you're thinking of our listener kangamar right he's the one that keeps us up to date with his realm and everything and i love hearing about that so make sure you get your comments in every week just pick a day sometime you know, Sunday through Thursday would be best. Somewhere in there, pick a day that is your block party comment day. And is leave this us an some official comments. holiday? It could be. Ooh, but every week, a weekly holiday. There you go. Make it a make it a priority. Maybe to leave your comments. I think Wednesday is National Leave a Block Party Comment Week. I like or Wednesdays. Comment. That's yeah. usually when I get a lot of the show notes starting to get prepared. Because day, it's then. usually snapshot day. Usually. Usually. This week it was a little different, by the way. So I have not been playing much Minecraft this week. What? But I did do a little bit of stuff. A little bit of stuff? A Minecraft? Little bit, a little bit of Minecraft stuff. Okay. That's good. Because it's our time to talk about yeah. Minecraft. We do this every week. And we have a podcast to talk about Minecraft. We probably should make an effort. Like, we're asking them to leave comments. About we what they did in Minecraft. We should probably do that do for us, same. too. Yeah. 
I did some creative building for a build I wanted in Jericho. I made a giant wood sign above my, you guessed it, wood store. What? And it's really cool as it has redstone lamps outlining the sign with quartz letters. And the redstone lamps, they turn on in like a following and it goes around. Yeah, it, it goes not a circle, obviously, because it's Minecraft. But, but around, the, around rectangle. the rectangle. Exactly. And it looks like you're going into Vegas or something, right? But it breaks a lot. It does break because it's, it's using observers, observers. And on servers, the way they tick and stuff is really weird. I think even in single players. I wonder, instead of using an observer on every one of them, if you use like space and redstone dust between the observers, if that would fix it. I can't with the design. I'd have to okay. change the design. I'm just... I love thinking about redstone because it's very logical in the way it works. So I want to try to solve this for you. I know every time we restart the server, which happens every three hours on Jericho right now, it breaks. I it. don't think it did, though, because I it logged didn't on this time. OK, so it's really weird. So it just randomly it's it doesn't continue. It basically loses its signal. It might be at, when it's at a chunk border or something, yeah. too. And while I was designing this, I was thinking originally to have the sign being held up by, like, hot air balloons or, like, a flying, like, a big bee build kind of holding up the sign. But it ended up just going with, like, stands underneath it because, one, it's just easier to do in survival. And also, I couldn't get a hot air balloon to have the right size with the scale of the sign. I do think what you went with goes well because your wood store isn't... It's super elaborate. It just fits right in with the atmosphere of spawn and right there. So I think if you overdid it, it'd be too much. Yeah. I think you did a good job of balancing that I was that thinking out. about making like a pixel art axe going into the top of the wood sign. But someone else already had for their bulk bamboo log store already had an axe pixel art above there. So I didn't want to steal that and seem like I was copying their thing. Gotcha. And well, we have a live comment here. Wireguy says, should have hung it off of Bob. For those that don't know, Bob is my pet warden on Jericho. Yes. Little C has captured a warden, has transported it to his base. And it's just in the sky above the central fountain of my base. And it just stays there all the time. It's very loud. It is very loud. It's very scary. It's very annoying, actually. It will give you the darkness effect if you get too close. But getting close to it with my base layout is kind of hard. But just wait till we start flying. Oh, my gosh. I just You're just going to go blind all of a and sudden. And I live in an area where people will probably fly over it a lot. Imagine if they get shot while they're flying. It'll just be raining items above my base all the time from people getting shot down by my anti-flying system. It's a no-fly zone above Little C's base. Just putting that out there now, I guess. Well, Little C, I played quite a bit of Minecraft this week. For those that have been keeping track of my live streams, and I've been playing in Jericho SMP on my live stream, usually Sundays, sometimes Saturdays. So watch for that. I try to live stream at least once in the weekend, usually for about an hour or two. I started setting up a place for an iron farm. That's what I did on stream last week. I was going to move villagers around. You kind of made this very creepy thumbnail of all the villagers looking up. I had nightmares all week because of it on the thumbnail you created, Little C, but I ended up not doing much with the villagers on live stream. I set up the iron farm, and when I did this on live stream, I was thinking the beds were going to go up above, and I set out where they're going to be, and I've done this designed before where basically the iron golems go right underneath the bed and beds and the beds are above the water where they spawn and they just shoot down and go down in the hole the killing chamber essentially i decided this week after the live stream was over and i've been playing all week on this and planning it out i put the beds underneath now but the beds are surrounding the two by two hole where the iron golems fall down. So the, the golems are going right by where the beds are on the inside. I don't think you ha you have an everything that walks into it and also iron farm. That is true. I have your farm and everything. 
and today I got cooked mutton. I have wool. I have uh, ink sacks and getting all kinds of goodies from that. Arrows, bones, tons of rotten flesh. I wasn't expecting that much rotten flesh. From they, they're going to the villagers. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the zombies are going after the villagers. Exactly. Which is why you'll get more zombies than skeletons and stuff. Yep. And so the farm actually turned out well because the top of the farm is basically at surface level and there's no sides on it. I don't know if I'm going to build the sides up or not. What do you think? I mean, it doesn't matter. Do as you long want as I, all the random drunk? As long as I can get it to hook up to my sorting system that I'm going to work You'll on. You have to be careful with the bows. I shouldn't get bows, though, oh, yeah, because I'm not killing them with the trident. You're not killing them with the trident, so you won't get those. Yeah, it should be fine. And I always have overflow on my sorting systems anyways. So, and then I can junk them at that time, I guess. But I spent basically this whole week after that digging out a bunch of area and finishing this out, finishing the design up. I'll have to show it probably. I'll probably do a live stream on Saturday maybe Sunday, probably Saturday this week. So look for that. I'll have to show what I've been doing. I want to get this massive storage system and I don't know how to do it. I'm thinking actually doing a bunch of hallways where they kind of go up and down and I can just go up and down and know basically where things are. Maybe I'll have like this hallway is my redstone stuff. This is my mining stuff or something to that effect. And just have several rows, almost like a library. Think of how aisles are in a library. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was able to get the iron farm up and running last night. I stayed up quite a while last night. I was in my truck and everything. I got my internet. And this was the thing too. My internet last night, I was using the public Wi-Fi at the truck stop, which usually is pretty decent and works well. My latency is usually a lot lower than if I'm using my hotspot. All of a sudden, it just went out on me, so I had to switch to my hotspot. But I got it going. All those villagers I had, I had up to, I don't know, 11 villagers, I think, in that little area where I first captured them. I ended up unaliving all of them except for the two, and I transferred two over to where the iron farm is, and then I just bred them back up over there. I can't believe how fast you can get villagers. There is no reason to transport more than two villagers anywhere. And they breed really quickly. I'm not sure what the cooldown is for them, but it seems too quick. Yeah, it went really Although it's fast. really nice for making villager-based farms. I like the fact, too, that this is within the, the simulation distance of where we've been AFKing. I'm making my AFK spot the chunk that the gold farms in and that's where everything is going to be centered around i've already started making some farms around there and like just a simple wheat farm right now everything should be centered around there so i'm going to have to make a good afk spot i'm thinking do the fish farm there have the gold farm for xp have that running the iron farm will be running we're going to have all this stuff over there little c it's going to be crazy I definitely use your gold farm more than you would like to know. Yeah, it's great because all my farms there. are going to be running. So Every I time like I, I'm at your base all the time. And you're doing it just for XP to repair your tools, basically, right? Yeah. Now I could build my own gold farm, but I don't feel like it. I did. I will eventually. Make a nice hallway, a four by four hallway over to where the gold farm is from the iron farm. And I centered it around. I actually made the room... At the bottom of the iron farm, nice and pretty. I did, okay, not that pretty, but stone bricks and everything. So I they are finished blocks. Let's put it that way. I have a four by four hallway and I'm gonna attempt to make a four by four piston door that completely opens. Piston door redstone is crazy. Some of the stuff people do with it. So I'm really looking forward to trying to make that happen. And then I... Somewhere in between there's where I'm going to incorporate the the item sorters, I think. Unless I just like wrap around all of the outside of my area. And I also, I made an effort to put, it, put everything at Y level 41. That way we're not getting slime spawning everywhere. 
slimes are so annoying. That big space I'm digging out at negative 59. Oh, I get slimes everywhere. Yeah, so I I was thinking that slimes start spawning at Y level 39 or 40 right there. So I wanted to be just above that. So I did that. Should work out well. Something I noticed this week that Minecraft on Bedrock Edition in the marketplace, you can now get Bedrock add-ons that you can add to behavior packs. That behavior, just, yeah, yeah, they just work like you would downloading off of MC. Whatever yeah, and the so they're available on are. Realms and everything like that, right from there. So that's kind of cool. I don't know how I feel about it. I've watched some videos so far on the the wool one gives you all these different colors so you can have all the combinations of colors of wool and some extra stuff there some extra pets is one of them and there's a lot of free ones and there's several pay for ones the problem with the add-ons is not the add-ons itself it's the problem with everything on the marketplace and it's just a lack of quality content i'll go with that because it is community built it's it's kind it's of... not even it that it's community built. It's more that everyone putting on the marketplace or most, not everyone. There's definitely good things on the marketplace, but most people are just there to get money. They just want more money, whatever sells the most, without really caring about quality or originality. That is true too. I kind of think back in the day when it was original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and like Sega Genesis, Nintendo always had their branding of their seal, right? And that meant that you knew it was good. So it had to go through a process to get released for the Nintendo. And you had to get the seal, so it was approved. And I don't think Minecraft is doing enough approving of some of the things that come out for the marketplace. Does That's that make for sense? Sure. Yeah. There's so, a lot of things that are too close to a copyright lawsuit and just yeah just the lack of quality moderation yeah and there you go so that's what i'm concerned with our bedrock add-ons are still completely available i have some cool time played packs and things like that so you can still get those on our website it would be awesome i guess to be on the marketplace just to make it easier for console players and everything to be able to enjoy that stuff that's really the only benefit, though, is for console players, because add-ons are available for PC and phones already. And servers. and Exactly. So it wasn't a necessity except for the console players. So that tells me that I wonder if console players are starting to be their main market, because before, to be honest, Bedrock Edition, it seemed like they were always gearing towards mobile players. Which, if they're gearing more towards consoles, I'm interested to see what that does for parity updates. Things like the offhand. Because a lot of people's argument against the offhand for Bedrock is mobile. My argument is actually controller. Yeah, I think it would be I harder think it'd on be controller. harder on controller. I agree. Because I, I think on like a PlayStation controller, all the buttons are being used. And you can always rebind a button, not use one. But how how dare you get rid of the emote button? You gotta access your emote we wheel. Most important part of the game, obviously. Absolutely. Other than that this week, I don't know if I have that much else to talk about with Minecraft. I've been working on that iron farm all week and digging out that. I'm sure next week I'm just going to be talking about my item sorter. And I can't believe, though, how fast I have, I think, five stacks of iron or, or iron blocks now. And I've only been at the farm maybe a total of four or five hours since it's been running. How many villagers do you have? I have 20 villagers. They all have workstations. They're all accessible to their workstations. And then, there, of course, there's 20 beds to go with them. I'm trying to think because that seems a bit faster than mine. I think the reason it is I have lecterns, the librarians, and I don't think they work in the rain. Yeah, you have to have 75% of all your village working in the past day for them to... So if it's raining, one. I think mine's a bit slower. Yep. And I have random workstations, too. I just... Whatever materials I could make a workstation out of, that's what I picked at the time. Do Fletcher's... 
fletching tables get affected by rain? I don't believe so. Okay, because that's what I have a ton of because the sticks for Emerald Trade is awesome. Yeah, in the ones I've made in the past, I've always just used the same workstation for all of them. That way, if they got delinked. But the nice thing about my design now, they're actually free to roam around all around the area they're in. And they can get to every workstation there is. So nobody is being blocked at all. Now, if we go into our real life, we do have lives, little C. Somewhat. Not that exciting, though. Not normal lives, but we have lives. I came home this week, and what was that? I forget what day it was, but sometime in the middle of the week that I'm not necessarily supposed to be here. Yeah, and I know I ended up doing a Xbox for a friend of ours. I cleaned that. I think I did that last weekend, or maybe I did it when I came home. I don't remember exactly. But there was a significant amount of dust in this Xbox One S. That thing was filthy. It was filthy. And of course, you wanted to clean it in my office and get dust all over. I cleaned up most of it. Did you vacuum? I didn't vacuum. Slacker. I don't know where vacuums live. So I got that all done, but I couldn't test it out. I hate when I open something up and I can't test to make sure I put it all back together correctly before I give it back to the customer. But they didn't give us a power cord. But I didn't happen to have the power cord I need for that one. It was like it was like a normal like what a PlayStation 4 uses, but it was longer. Yeah, it was and we just a little different. Laying so. around. No, I didn't have one for so that. That's weird. So I put it back together. I haven't heard anything from them, so it must have worked. And they Their house didn't burn down, so that's good. They weren't having any particular problems. He just said it kept se- seeming like it was overheating or getting too hot. Well, obviously it was. Well, because... Xbox Ones do that anyways, but... Yeah, the airflow, it was crazy. Now, that is the first one of those exact consoles that I've taken apart of that design. It wasn't too bad. All of it was basically just clips on the outside to take the the case off, the plastic case. I hate doing those because it feels like you're going to break them every single time you do it. Yeah, that's with laptops. Like when I take my laptop apart, I hate it because you just hear this And you know you probably are going to break something. There's always some plastic piece that ends up on your desk after you put your laptop back together. And it's like, how did that get there? Well, well, it turned on. It's fine. This is fine. Everything is fine. I did like working in your office, though, because you have a nice table. I think it's four foot long or five foot long or whatever, a folding table. And we get it out. It was the perfect workstation. So I think I'm going to start doing that more often, little C. What if I'm using it as my workstation like I do sometimes? Well, I'm hoping that I actually can solder some new thumbsticks for PlayStation 4 controllers that we have laying around here that definitely have some major stick drift. And I think I can fix that, but I need you a good You just want to fix it because of your death in season three of Jericho. Yes, that's part of it. That's the whole reason you still just want to fix that controller is because I had stick drift and apparently... Quote, unquote, that's how you died. I fell off the ladder because of stick drift. No, you didn't. You fell off the ladder because you're you. That might be part of it. I did fix that problem, though, because I do have a fairly new PS4 controller that I got, I think, Christmas time or my birthday or something. Got it as a gift. Well, I actually found a case for it. So I put it in the case now to put it in my bag to take in the truck with me. So this controller now goes everywhere I go. And I have none of that stick drift at all in this one. But I have some other ones laying around that I'd like to My utilize. My PlayStation controller had some... It was starting to get stick drift by the time I transferred over to playing on computer stuff. Yeah, it's a really common thing. And I do have a nice uh, soldering station and everything. I just haven't had the setups. Actually, since we've started doing the podcast, we revamped this room to be more of a studio and less of a work area for CCR games stuff. So there's that. That is what I did when I came home. I just remembered, Holy Bookworm needs a new computer. And of course, she had to outdo everyone else in the house. 
So this is what she ended up ordering. She was online looking at stuff. We were kind of trying to guide her on what's good and what's not and things like that. So she ended up ordering a new computer. It should be here next week sometime. She has an Intel i7 14th gen. This thing just came out, I think, October of last year or something like that. So really new. She has a NVIDIA 4060 Ti which is the fancy one. Not fancy, fancy. It's but fancy, but a 3080 performs better, I think. But it doesn't have newer well, the, driver yeah, the updates and things. Well, the 80 series are or better the, or, than the you, 60. You mean, well, yeah. Right. But yeah, this is a 4060 Ti. Then it comes with 32 gigs of RAM, which is... DDR5, which and is new. It's like 6,000 speed. I forget what the measurement is. Which 6,000 speed is crazy. That just shows the big jump between DDR4 and DDR5, which obviously it's going to be more. But my RAM, which is pretty decent DDR4 RAM, is 3,600. Wow. And this is 6,000. And she's going from a hard disk drive in her old computer. This computer is ancient I think it's like eight, nine years old. And it wasn't a high-end gaming computer when you guys got right. it. It was... And we just looked up office. how much space she's actually using. She's only using like 80 gigs out of her two terabyte hard drive she has now. Well, this new computer is going to have one terabyte, but it's the fancy SSD. Not the SATA. What's the other one, little C? Uh, M.2. There yeah. you go. So she's going to have all the fancy stuff better than my computer. Better than my computer. It's just crazy. But anyways, maybe Holy Bookworm is upgrading her noob status a bit. I'm just saying. I I gotta tell you, having a good computer doesn't make you better at games. That is true. That's obvious with you. But more... Okay. <laughs> having having more RGB, that improves your, your gaming skills, though. Absolutely. And she does have some of that RGB fanciness well, in her RAM in there. Maybe it's gonna be the... Slightly under average corner now. There you go. Yeah, the noob corner. That's what she's hosting. That's been a fun show, by the way. It's a nice little bonus. Comes out on Thursdays, so you can get your block party fix there in midweek kind of thing. Little see what you've been up to in real life. I've been doing a lot of computer stuff as well. I cleaned my computer because we have a cat now. And if you don't know... Cats make it just more dusty and hair and stuff. It wasn't too bad on the inside, but I took the GPU out, kind of cleaned out the fans and everything there and cleaned all the... F and when I cleaned some of the fans, the amount of dust just poof. It was... Uh. But it's good that it's clean now. And then I got to do something really cool. I got to build a brand new computer with all brand new parts. Nice. That's better than mine. Nice. For the church. Oh. It's for the church live stream. It's very, very overkill. I don't know all the specs offhand, but it's DDR5. I think it's an i7-13 something. It's 13th gen i7, a 3060, and I am just very jelly. Yeah, it was fairly close in the same price as what uh, Holy Bookworm's computer is going to be, but the church computer has... Better cooling. Better, probably higher quality case, better power supply. It's going to be quieter. Bigger power supply. And also, hers was on sale. The pre-built was on sale. So if it was comparing, I could probably build the same for a bit around the non-on-sale price with the same specs. Got it. Yeah, so it would have actually cost us more to build her computer. Because of, yeah. Because of the sales. And because so. pre-builds cheap out on power supplies and stuff. There you go. Yeah, and the church one has better other long things last, with It's it. made yep. to last long and not get a lot of FPS in Fortnite. It's made to uh, just last a long time in and live you, stream. you put it together, you plugged everything in, and it actually powered up the first time. I was not... So most people who build computers and stuff, that's kind of normal. But even for people who do a lot, like, you don't really expect it to turn on the first time. And I thought I plugged, like, I just assumed I probably plugged something in with all the things I had to plug into the motherboard and stuff. Nope, it turned on and went to BIOS first try. Then I installed Windows, got all that. And it was actually pretty easy. Nice. Good so, job, little C. 
Yeah, that was fun. And then today I actually took it into the church and got it all set up there and got the old one out, which I really need to bring home and clean that because that thing is dustier than your grandparents' attic. Yeah, and you and, you were able to transfer files over that we need for the church and everything. All that's done then. Yeah, everything is ready. There might be a few small things that I will realize Sunday, five minutes before service, like, oh, crap, I didn't do that. But I think I got everything to the state it needs to be to be functional. Awesome. So I'll be curious to see what kind of quality we get with the live stream. We still have a interesting way of zooming in and stuff, so it's not going to be huge change but it should be more consistently bad and not bad worse bad worse yeah it basically kept freezing up on you before i don't think we're gonna have that i don't think so because one the usb is a 3.2 and also it just has more processing power nice obs won't be dying all right well a lot of computer stuff this week that's what we've kind of been doing all this computer stuff makes me want to do more computer stuff and i think i kind of want to turn either like some of the parts out of the old church computer or Holy Bookworm's old computer and upgrade a few things into a server just to have a central place for files at our house. Yeah, I think that would be nice. I think we need a network switch, though, to make it efficient. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out there. All right, let's move on. The past week in Minecraft, all info from Minecraft.net, Mojang actually did some work. Look at that. All right, let's see what Mojang's been up to this week. Not a whole lot. I was waiting for them to come out on Wednesday and no such luck. I didn't see anything. I did mention the add-ons that did come out earlier this week. Uh, You can check that out on the game. Something else too that I noticed that I'm I'm kind of excited for. I noticed this before this Minecraft Bedrock Beta slash preview 1.20.70.25 which officially came out Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. I noticed some of this was already there the day before on a PlayStation, actually on Tuesday when I was home. Interesting. So that is Minecraft Preview is now available on PlayStation 4. I'm interested. Does that mean it's not on 5 or they just only mentioned for it because five's just a port. We'll get to there. I'm just going to read exactly what's in their change logs here. Get Minecraft Preview to experience the latest and greatest upcoming Minecraft features and provide feedback, feedback to the Mojang team. To access the preview, load into Minecraft, navigate to settings, and select Preview in the sidebar to open the download page on PlayStation Store. This is actually what I did on Tuesday. I was able to do that. Now, I didn't actually play it on Tuesday, so I don't know if it was functioning or not, but you could download it then. Then the next part is Minecraft Preview runs as a separate game on PlayStation, so you can continue to play both versions on your PS4 or PS5 through backwards compatibility. Okay, that's what I assumed, because I don't think PS4 and PS5 are different at all. I think PS5 is just playing PS4. Yeah, think of it as like an app, right? The PS5 can play PlayStation 4 apps, essentially, right? To view the latest update, changelog for Minecraft preview, of course, visit their links there that are in the changelogs themselves. All right, the main beta preview here, some changes here. Play screen slash servers tab is being updated with improved navigation and a new look and feel that matches the new style in the screens. It'll be rolled out gradually across Android, iOS, Windows, and Xbox in the following days. Some fixes here. Fixed Minecraft, destroy time, old components not updating to current version, and many more fixes. It's all in the changelog. And that's, that's all it. there was. That's it. That's, that's all it. they did. All week long, that's all there was. Now, give them some credit there. They were releasing that add-on thing for Marketplace. Yeah. I didn't that's a see lot of work. anything for Java Edition at all this week. In fact, I just checked a little bit ago. So I don't know what's up with that. Maybe we'll get back to work next week with them. And again, these are just beta previews, so they're not in the official game yet. But I like to see that they're bringing the preview to PlayStation. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Is it on Xbox? 
Yeah, I think they've okay. had it on Xbox for a while it's, now. I'm, I don't think they'll be able to get it on Switch, knowing Nintendo, but it's cool that consoles are getting more abilities to do things that computers can do. Well, and, and the whole reason to have the beta previews is so they can work all on all the bugs and get those worked out. And they can't out. test the bugs if they're not Exactly. So consoles. this is nice to get users on PlayStation to actually be able to test it and give them feedback and go from there. And of course, they have a Discord server just for feedback for problems like that now, which I like that way of doing it. Now it's time for listener questions. Our first question comes from Ripley again. What's the most shocking thing that has happened in Minecraft? I was actually shocked, I guess you'd say, that they're going to be adding auto crafters into the game. Like that shocked me. I never would have thought that was going to be in vanilla Minecraft. Now, if you're asking what's the most shocking thing that I've experienced in Minecraft, I have no idea. I don't get shocked by things. If there's a warden in your basement, you might get shocked. That would be, I I did get struck by lightning. Actually, yeah, if there's a lightning rod on top of your AFK spot, that might be shocking. That's pretty shocking. But yeah, I was very surprised to see Autocrafters. So that's my answer to your question. And thank you for the question, Ripley, again. As far as updates go, I think when the cross-platform Better Together update released, it shocked a lot of people, including myself. And I'm actually surprised. Originally, the community, both like console players and Java players, were pretty open to the idea and happy about it, which is very different than now with Bedrock and Java. And it's kind of weird how it that happened. And I think actual moment of playing. I remember I was streaming a hardcore world. I got around day 40 or so. And I had a pretty nice farmhouse built. And I was really liking the world in the buildings I was doing. And I was focusing a lot more on building than getting gear. So I wanted to start grinding for diamonds. But I needed some coal to make a nice like strip mine and stuff. So I went caving to a little cave behind my base. And it was a small cave. I didn't think much of it. And then I hear a hiss. The, the About a second goes by by the time I look down. And next thing you know, I see the You Died screen show up. That is actually a clip that got me onto Gamers React, which is uh, quite funny. I think I talked about that last week. Going back to last week's show, I think we were mentioning stuff about that. Because we were mentioning how sometimes the listeners would tell us about things. Yeah, and that Gamers React, that was pretty funny that you made it. I love those, by the way. They're so fun to watch when people just unexpectedly, especially in the hardcore worlds like that, it's because, so good. Because, you know, there's the deaths that are like, okay, yeah, I can see it. Like, Phil's as iconic death. I can see how that happened. But then it's just like creepers are just randomly falling while bridging or something and just that super unexpected yeah, my nemesis this season is definitely drowns. I've killed so many drowns. I don't see your problem. I have now that I actually have gear on. Mm-hmm. I bet you have. All right. Next question comes from Holy Bookworm. Which update was the worst and which was the best? Now, we get a form of this question actually very Quite often. Fre- very frequently. So we talked about our favorite updates in episode 128, so go listen to that. And I think we talked about the worst before as well, although I can't recall what episode that's from. I said my favorite was 1.13, which I really think goes for the best update as well, in my opinion, as it kind of started the more large feature-packed updates from 1.13 is really when they started changing stuff and adding a lot to the base game. I don't think there have really been bad updates. Every update comes with some good things. I would not want any of the updates removed now because there's a lot of good features. And I'm trying to think of bad features. And there's definitely times when features are originally added that I think it's bad. But after playing with it for a while, I either use it and end up liking it or I just don't worry about it. I can't really think about a bad feature. I think one that a lot of people talk about would be phantoms. When you talk about a 
feature ad added thing. That's the community's fault. You guys don't have a right to complain. You all voted for the Phantom. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, my answer here for Holy Bookworm's question is, I must admit, I'm still somewhat disappointed with the Village and Pillage update, honestly. In my perspective, the introduction of the new villager trading system has made the game far too easy. Now, it's not new now, so if you've been playing in the past several years, it this is still the old way. But We're old. Leave us alone. Going way back before that. And it's just too easy. And in the process, it just somewhat spoiled the game's inherent tech tree, right? It has this built-in tech tree, and I think you just bypass it when you start trading with villagers the way we do today. And this is a pattern that I see all the time on Jericho SMP as we start a new season. This season was definitely the first season that I truly did the modern Minecraft meta of getting villagers. It's way too easy. It is stupid easy to get overpowered quickly. Yeah, and to kind of counteract that, for me, I personally avoid using them. And instead, I choose to grind for the enchants, right? Use the enchantment table or or fish for like your mending books and stuff. I, I don't know. That's my opinion there. I am kind of eagerly awaiting the upcoming trading update. They are updating villagers again. I haven't hopefully. heard about that a lot i think it's gonna be another bundle situation yeah we'll see uh which i i'm hoping it makes it a little bit more challenging because you need to be in the certain biomes for them to have the certain trades and everything i think on things like jericho it's gonna lead to more communal trading halls because not everyone wants to get every villager from every type so i think people will end up making it together and more collaboration with villagers yeah and that might be I'm just hoping it balances out the game better, right? That That's my hope for it. I think going back somewhat to the old system would balance it out more. Villagers just, at some point, they run out. They re so, Maybe they restock five times. Do you remember and then they just when out. villager breeders were based on doors and they'd open and close them like all the time? And, and they were just stuck with the trade they spawned in with. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like that way. Now, as far as updates that I've enjoyed, and I think I said this on episode 128 also, but the update aquatic. However, though, if I had to pick the best of all time that I probably utilize the most, it's got to be the redstone update, right? With That is true. Some of those and... early on updates were very, I th actually, I think episode or episode, I think update one is the best update going in from the beta and alpha versions into an actual game. I mean, obviously, that's huge. Some of those early on updates, like I forget what the Redstone update is, but those early on ones definitely had big impacts on modern day. Yeah, and when I think of the Redstone stuff, even more recently with Observers and stuff, I don't use Observers that often. I've only I was... recently started using them because they're I just was... efficient. I was just... I learned redstone before observers. I learned, started learning redstone before hoppers even. I didn't realize you can make the ticking thing with two observers. Like I recently learned that and that's so much more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And it does work well for that. I do. That will be a video on our new YouTube channel. We still got to get that around little. See, we got to work on that. We do have a second YouTube channel. Don't have anything released on it yet. But so. go subscribe with notifications on. So Yep. And then that way, as soon as we start releasing some stuff, you'll have it. But one of the things is a chicken farm, automatic chicken cooker farm thing. And it's only in a two by two area. I made it super compact and that uses observers. That's about the only thing I usually do with observers, honestly. I guess my gold farm, it relies on that to keep it ticking for the flashing the portal on and off. But that's more of a bug than it is actual redstone. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the mechanics are. I probably should look into that a bit more. Anyways, thanks for the questions there, Ripley again and Holy Bookworm. Make sure you get your listener questions in on our Discord or you can email us 
at Con- contact at theblockpartymc.com. I wasn't sure if you were going to get that there, little city. It's late. It's past my bedtime. It is past our bedtime, so we probably should finish this up. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, Holy Bookworms Joke of the Week. What did the triangle say to the circle? You are pointless. (laughs) That was kind of a pointless joke. No, don't try to add to it. You know, that want want was kind of pointless. <laughs> How long can we go with this? All right. Anyways, thank you all for being here. Thank you, Little C, for recording this with me. I do appreciate it. It's been fun journey for sure. I can't believe we are this far along in the show. It's been amazing. We do appreciate you subscribers out there. We did gain another subscriber so shout out to you this week hope you enjoy all that entails you also can help support the show by subscribing to the podcast find that link in the description to subscribe it truly does help us out and is super appreciated best of all though you'll get something for it you'll get access to all the early shows they're amazing don't want to miss those and we have a bunch of episodes of this other show that we do called the After Hours Show. Maybe we'll actually make a new one of those. Maybe. Eh, maybe. Probably not. Who knows? But anyways, you get access to all the old shows. It's amazing. Definitely don't want to miss that. And you're so help to support us too. That is an awesome way to do it. It's only $1.99 a month. Less than $2. Not even $2 a month. And it helps us out. You can also help get the word out about the Block Party podcast by telling everyone about the show. Tell them to visit theblockpartymc.com. We want to hear from you. We love your comments and questions. You can join our Discord or email us at contact at theblockpartymc.com. Thank you for being here. We truly appreciate it. Make sure to tell everyone about the Block Party, a Minecraft podcast. I'm Bearded Sloth, and now I gotta eat my coffee. And I'm Little C. Bye!